You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Littman, joined as always by Emily Cannell. Emily, first question is to you. What happened on last week's episode? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> me and Dan were super negative the whole time. Great. And we were like, this team is boring and no fun. And then mm-hmm. we seemed to like maybe rever- like reverse jinx them a little bit. And so we should just be really negative this week too maybe i don't know mm. who do you think most. is the sixer that's most likely to um here we go drew's here like, the sixer most likely to have been like uh invigorated by the negative discussion last week mm. Mm. emily i don't know maybe hmm Maybe like a Matisse Thibel. Maybe he was invigorated by negative discussion. Um, well, not Joel doesn't give a shit. Maybe like Tobias. But I just think he's too like cerebral about basketball to like let other opinions get in his way. Tobias has found inner peace. I don't think it's Tobias. yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. He's just like focused. Yeah. Um, James Harden is too rich. He doesn't care. No. I think Matisse is no. a fun answer, honestly. Well, because he also had a good week. I was going to say Joel because of uh, because of something we're going to talk about in the second half of the pod, and we'll get there. Um, meanwhile, I just had some peanut butter ice cream. What do you think of that? Delicious. Was it chalk peanut? Well, we are yeah, nope, nope, no, just peanut nope. butter. Yeah. Better than peanut. vanilla. That's what you normally have. So. No, that was vanilla peanut butter. Thank you very much. Best of Oh, did it have the peanut hard butter peanut butter in it? Uh, like sort of semi hard, which let's move on. What okay. brand was it? Uh, it was Briars, I think. Mm. You can do like Turkey Hill in New York. We do have Turkey Hill, yeah. Mm. The Turkey Hill peanut butter ripple is really, really good. It might have been Turkey Ripple. I mean, it might have been Turkey. Mm. Let's move on. <sighs> we have basketball. All right. So, Sixers won three, three straight games, which I think we didn't know was possible. First game they won was on national television, which actually did not feel much like a win because mm-hmm. they beat the Lakers in a game where they uh, was pretty normal, good win. And then with like 30 seconds left, they let up a nine point lead when they couldn't inbounds the ball. And the Lakers had a chance to win it with three seconds left. And Anthony Davis 
gifted them an opportunity in overtime and they missed free throws. The Sixers took care of business in overtime and didn't let up, I don't think, a single point in overtime and went ahead and won. But uh, an absolute shit show of an ending of a game where everybody was like, okay, listen, this is very frustrating, but at least we can fire Doc, which I have news for you. They weren't going to fire Doc anyway. Um, what did you think of that Lakers game? Because that was a real bummer of a game. It was another very good Joel game, but um, in specific, what did you think about them fumbling away that <laughs> the end of the game and just not being able to inbound the ball? That was just like very frustrating. Um, I mean, it's not surprising. Does it surprise anybody? Like, I don't, it seems like a very Sixers thing to do. Um, it's like kind of like when they have to inbound the ball and Doc calls the timeout and, you know, they can't get it in. And it's like, well, what did you even talk about in the timeout? Like, I don't understand. Did you just like talk about where you're going for your glass of wine after the game? Like, I don't, um, is it disappointing? Yes, but it's not surprising. I'm just glad that they, managed to like hang on to win the game the Sixers play the Lakers fairly well I think they have a pretty good record against them in the past few years um so I was happy to see that but I wasn't surprised by like an epic collapse at the end of the game I think that's what the Sixers do best honestly yeah um they went and played uh the Hornets at home again you know they're on this homestand and Joel had like the most casual 50 point game. He had 53 and 12 boards. He was 20 of 32 uh, in this game. Uh, he had three like, assists. Really efficient as well. Just like insanely efficient and just like sort of barely broke a sweat and was just killing the Hornets in every which way. Uh, in that game, Harden had 16 assists. Um, it, it was just like, you know, everybody was sort of remarking on how easy it was for him. Um, you know, I don't know if there's a lot to say uh, exactly about about him from that one or about, you know, that game in particular. That capped off his player of the week um, for that week there because uh, that was on Sunday. Um, you know, a, a 53 there. Um, and then we just rounded out here. Um most recently, they played the Kings, and Drew was at the game against the Kings. They scored 80 points in the first half. Um, the Kings have had a, you know, solid, somewhat surprising start to the year. Um, Harden and Embiid together especially were very good, which we haven't seen a ton of this year uh, for injury or just for them being shitty, um, not individually, but just the team. Um but everybody's very happy to see that against a decent opponent. Um, and now it's like, okay, are they waking up? Are they okay? Like, can we stop hating ourselves and them? Like, Drew, what was your take in the stadium? A, a couple of things to note. Uh, the first, about uh, two minutes in, a little over, the Kings got out to an 8-4 to four lead. Right. And uh, someone in the stands, Doc calls a timeout, and someone in the stands says something to the extent of, uh, get Doc out of here, like loud, super loud enough for him to hear. And where were you uh, sitting? I was sitting almost behind the Sixers bench, about a section over, but I was close enough oh. to see everyone Humble on the bench. Brag there, jeez. Woo. Yeah, must the, be nice. the tickets were uh, uh, extremely cheap. I would not be saying that if anyone else who was listening could have been sitting in those seats. Um, 
I, I am a college student, first and foremost. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, after that timeout, after the guy said that, the Sixers take the lead within like a minute and they don't give up the lead the entire game. So I right. think this was a Doc Vendetta game. And Ooh. two, um, we were up by like 21 heading into the fourth or deep in the fourth and Doc puts Joel back in and Joel was like so appalled to go back into the game. Uh, he like was shocked and threw his towel down on the ground and then went back in. And uh, then he, I think he scored one more basket and then got taken back out. And I just thought that was funny. I don't know. Okay, so there was conversation about this, uh, somewhat in the Liberty Ballers Slack and some on the internet. There, people were saying, why did he come back in? Is it because Doc is afraid of blowing another giant lead or is it because Joel wanted his 30? Um, because I think Joel was at 28 or 29. Now, what yeah. you're uh, explaining clearly states that Joel is not trying to get his 30. It, it did not look like Joel cared. Um, yeah. Because it, what happened was Doc was literally walking up the sideline, sharp turn, I guess Montrez did something stupid, and uh, points at Joel all the way at the end of the bench. Joel's in the last seat. It's like a, I'm pointing probably at someone in the stands, but I'm looking at Joel. Uh, Joel's like, what the hell? Throws his towel down. He goes in, does fine. And I think, I don't even think he was that mad. I think it was just in the moment. But the aura throughout the stadium was Doc is going to pull out every stop he possibly can to not blow this lead. And it was a 20-point lead. It got to like 15, I think, at one point. But then we 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 uh push it out even further so that was about yeah, it yeah i guess he was just i mean given that the lakers game was so recent he was just like i i will not i absolutely not i will not give this up um yeah i mean everybody's been talking about their minute totals and like they're high and you know uh i'd like them to play fewer minutes i'd also like them to win more games and be better so it's hard to serve both of those purposes um at once so uh yeah it's difficult um what do you think uh emily what do you think about uh the king's game and if you have anything else on joel's 50 burger against uh charlotte yeah i just think joel has been like incredible this week um i was just like scrolling through twitter the other like what whenever the king i mean the hornets game was which was what sunday night and just like the stats that people were tweeting out about Joel, like, I just feel like they need to be like repeated. Like they put this one on the game, but like Joel's the fastest player, I think to reach 130 point and 10 rebound games since 81, 82, like faster than Shaq, Carl Malone, David Robinson and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Like that's insane. Joel's scored 196 points over his past five games. Um, Will Chamberlain's the only other sixer to do that, and he's the first NBA player with such numbers over the over that five game game span since Kevin Durant. Like this man is doing, like in December, he's has thirty nine point two points per game, sixty point five field goal percentage, and fifty three point eight from three. He's mm -hmm. a scoring leader, um, and this is like coming off of, you know, being out for a little bit, and he kind of just came back and took like shook the rust off for like a game and he's back to MVP Joel. So I'm hoping that this continues. And I also think he's like 
I don't know how, but a little bit under the radar right now because probably because the Sixers suck. Mm-hmm. Um, so people aren't really looking at him as much. But if we can make right. some noise, you know, moving forward, I think he's got another good MVP candidate case going for him. Also, there was a lot of Arthur content after the Hornets game, which I really enjoyed. Yes. Um, they keep Arthur very private, which I think they should, but he seems he was at the game and he was with his dad and seemed to be having a fun time in the locker room. He's walking room. around the locker room. It was great. Like giving fist pumps to James Harden. And I thought that right. was adorable. And I love, I love dad Joel. It always makes me happy to see dad Joel. Yeah. So I was happy he came out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, we should say that Harden looks a lot better since the Houston game. I was probably as low as I've been on Harden since the uh, trade in, after the Houston game. When, like, I'm sure you and Dan talked about the Houston game when uh, things were especially low during the last podcast. But, like, he just said he didn't give a fuck in that Houston game. And, like, they had no business being tied in that Houston game. They went to like two overtimes or whatever it was. And like, why are you losing to that Houston team? They deserve to lose to that Houston team. And like Harden just looked like shit against them and, and just doesn't didn't, wasn't trying at all. And like lately he looks way better. And like, maybe that was him getting back from his injury, but also he does have spells of not trying throughout his career, even when he was in his prime. So Hopefully there's less and less of that, but he looks a lot better lately and I'm happy to see that. And I want him to be very good. So, um, you know, the Sacramento game was very encouraging because he was excellent. And, uh, you know, he, he was good the last couple of games before that too. Did you um, see um, Keith's article after the Kings game about like Joel and Doc and what he had to say? Did you see it? No. Okay, I'll tell you. Hit me. Um, so I've said it a million times on this podcast that it drives me crazy how when Joel and Harden are in, they don't move the ball. Um, and I felt like they did it better in the Kings team. They've been Excuse doing me. Hey. Excuse oh, me. They've been doing it better recently. And in Keith's article, I guess, you know, post game, Joel said, it's funny because coach on the bench was telling me to stay aggressive and I'm like we are playing well the ball is moving you know I have to get my teammates involved for me if I'm open I'm going to try and score but in some situations you want to get my guys involved you want to be able to move the ball side to side that's good for us so like does Joel realize that ball movement is good and Doc doesn't is that what this quote is telling me like yeah Doc is is the problem with the team's ball movement he's like the players are right Harden's yeah. a great passer. Joel's trying to pass the ball. And Doc is like, get that. Do not. Yeah, yeah. no passing. These yeah, two, you are the only scorers on this team. No more passing. Somebody on Twitter mentioned, like, all of the quotes that are, like, completely in opposition of what Doc says immediately. <laughs> like, there was the one where Doc, they asked about the Sixers zone defense, which has been good. And Doc goes, listen, man, we drill it in practice every single day. And they asked Tobias, they were like, Tobias, um, your zone defense, um, you know, is that a testament to the hard work? And Tobias is like, honestly, we never, ever work on zone defense. So I don't know how it has turned out this well. (laughs) And it's like, who's right? Somebody's lying. Somebody's wrong. Like, I I would think that Doc is lying. (laughs) 
Because Tobias, why would Tobias lie about that? You know, uh, it's really funny. Tobias has um, been great this week too. He's been playing. Tobias awesome. has played great. I mean, some of those plays that he was making again, louder, please. Some of those plays that he was making against uh, Sacramento were excellent. Um, so he's really played in his role really well all year. I have no complaints about him. And like honestly, my problems with the team this year have been when Harden and Joel have not played well together. Like I, I really have not found myself being like annoyed with Tobias at all. It's been like, sure, if I like look overall at like his salary cap figure, I would take issue with it. But I'm, you know, that's not like a pressing concern. He's played really well. Um, so yeah. Um, all right. Do we have anything else? No, I think we're gonna go to a break and then we have a couple more things to get to before we close out here. Here's a break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. All right. Now, Joel, as he tries to get to us, uh, talked to a friend of ours, Jake Fisher. Um, Jake, friend of the show, broke a story exclusively to us once that people said wasn't true. Uh, Emily, of course, wasn't there, doesn't like guests, but mm -mm. Um, uh, you'll remember Jake told us that uh, Ben Simmons was not picking up the Sixers phone calls and everybody everybody at that point in the summer was saying, that's bullshit. What, what is the gastroenteritis blues? Ha ha, we're a giant podcast and Jake was right. Mm -hmm. So um, Jake, now with Yahoo, um, he was Bleach Report at the time, did a story on Joel where he interviewed him. And within this interview where he just talks about the Sixers this year and his partnership with Harden, Maxi, who apparently he has a very elaborate handshake with. Did you read this by the way? I did not. Okay. Do you know the quote I'm about to tell you? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, he said this when talking about uh, the Sixers fans and like how they're sort of feeling about Joel at this point. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll give you some of the preamble. He was asked to deliver a message to the segment of Sixers fan base, of Philadelphia's fan base that has found cause for panic, that is pounding their timeline to remove Rivers and wants to declare that they trade, that the trade to land Harden is already a failure. I don't know, Embiid said, shrugging. Sixers fans, they want to trade me. Um, 
there's that twinkle in Embiid's eye when he's ready to unwind and talk. Uh, then here's a conversation. Uh, Jake says, you don't believe that. Uh, Embiid says, I do believe that they want to trade. Me. Uh, Jake says, they don't all want to trade you. They want to trade certain the, they want certain people to uh, be relieved of their duties and certain people to depart the franchise. And Bede says, look, all I can do is go, uh, is do my best every game. I'm grateful to be in this position because it's not an easy job. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, so then they talk about the responsibility of being a franchise player and all of that kind of stuff. I'm pretty confident that um, Jake, you know, that Joel said this, uh, tongue in cheek and and that but he's very online you know Joel does not tweet hardly any anymore but um, he definitely sees when people are firing up the trade machine and I think he sees everything still so what do you think about this even being in his head at all um I think one I don't think that Joel I don't think he like believes that the mass majority of the fan base wants to trade him. Right. I think he like sees a couple people and like thinks it's funny to bring it up and is like doing a little bit of a troll job. But like, I don't think in his heart of hearts that he believes that, you know, the Philly fans as a collective whole, like want him traded. Yeah. Cause that would be insane. Yes. I, I do think that, during some of these losses, fans get very frustrated with the team and also with him when he seems as though he's not trying or he's sleepwalking or he's whatever, coming into a season behind on conditioning or, or anything else. And some fans online certainly take that to an extreme. I mean, I've said on here, I would, I would never trade him ever, that I just would go down with the ship even when he's washed up. Um, but yeah, there's definitely people in the middle of that and on the complete other end of that. And I think he sees all of that. So um, yeah, I think it's all tongue, tongue in cheek, but you know, it's very funny that he sees all of this stuff, you know, it's, it's wild. Um, all right, last thing is that The Ringer uh, did a ranking. They ranked the top 100 players in the NBA. Uh, this will actually be easier to put on my computer. So they, they did the top 100 players in the NBA. Now they also did the top 100 or the top 20 like league pass players. Um, the Sixers to make it onto the top 100 players are Joel, uh, Harden, uh, Maxi, and Harris. And then the Sixers to make it onto the league pass rankings, I believe are only Joel and Tyrese. Have you looked at this? I looked at the player rankings, not as much the league. You looked at the player rankings. So you know where Joel ranked in this? Yes. Okay. So let's see here. Just loading this right on up. Now, the top-ranked player that they have is Giannis, uh, followed by Curry, Jokic at number three, Doncic, at number four, Kevin Durant is five, Tatum is six, and then Joel Embiid at seven. Immediately after him is Anthony Davis at eight, LeBron at nine, and John Morant at 10. Tell me, do you think he is appropriately ranked here at number seven? Um, 
again, I'll tell you, he's immediately behind Jason Tatum, who's sixth, Kevin Durant, who's fifth. Luca is fourth. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think he's probably accurately ranked looking at those guys. Um, I mean, there's, I, there's no one there that I'm like, yeah, Joel should definitely be above them. So that makes me feel like, I mean, I think there's an argument to be had for whatever you want. I can call Joel the, num- the number one player in the league. Um, but I think objectively, probably that sounds good. I'm just not very objective. So, and this is specific to this season, which I get. So like, you know, Tatum is no way that past season biases don't come into like this season ranking. Sure. Um, But if we're factoring in this season also, like I get certainly Tatum being ahead of him because Tatum has been nuts. Their team has been the best team by far. Um, Am I crazy that Joel should and these other guys too should be like ahead of Luca. Like, I, I, I mean, Luca's incredible. I get that he's incredible and he's great. And these guys are basically all on one shared tier, the top seven guys basically, but he's got no, he's negative impact on defense and he's great on offense. And I feel like all of these other guys are at least a positive on defense. Steph Curry's a whole other, you know, thing he just doesn't even count and the same with Jokic like he's just a different thing I don't know man um but then it's like I could also be like well like Jokic not he is only scoring 23 points a game like all of these other guys are basically in the 30s so like what are you doing at number three like you're supposed to be this like offensive you know passing elite scorer and you're scoring yeah. 23 points a game like why are you number three I don't think Jokic is good I mean he's very good but he's not two-time MVP good so this is like obviously the one the this year of it all factors in like SGA is up at twelve like that's this year you know yeah. obviously and he's been insane this year so you know there's that. But I can't um, help but think that like Jokic at number three is because he's coming off of back to back MVP. Exactly. Like I don't looking I at and then I do have I watched a lot of Nuggets games like no I haven't and you but can't like, make looking, me and and by the way they can't either Denver <laughs> people they, they, there's no way to so. But like looking at numbers and stats, which I guess isn't like the fun way to tell if a player is good in basketball, but I'm like, this is not that impressive. That's how I feel. Uh, Zion's 15. I love Zion. I think he's awesome. I, I think he's so cool. I just wanted to remark about that. I think he's great. Um, is there anybody else I wanted to bring up? Tyrese Halliburton, former Sixer at 21. Good to see him. Okay. James Harden. Uh, I don't even know if I mentioned him before when I was saying who made it up the Sixers. Um, he's at number 24. He is uh, directly behind Brandon Ingram. He also follows uh, DeMar DeRozan, Tyrese Halliburton, and Jalen Brown. He is right in front of Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Middleton, and Darius Garland, uh, and De'Aaron De- De- Fox. So 24 for James Harden. What do you think? It, it's a little bit higher than I expected them to rank him, because I feel like people over at the ringer really don't like him um and he hasn't had an excellent season yeah i could i mean i think i mean he's right in front of carly anthony towns as i've said like i would put towns ahead of him yeah i mean towns is out and has been out for a while and their team has been very good yeah what do you think yeah i mean there's like a lot of 
And there's a lot of guys that I think are more like electric, like to watch play as like point guards. Like I think De'Aaron Fox is like a more fun player at this point than James Harden. Um, but sure, keep him at 24. That's fine. I don't really. Yeah, I mean, is he Garland. A floor general? I don't know if he's a floor general. Yeah, I mean, Garland being three spots lower than him is probably wrong. Like, I'd probably flip him and Garland. Like, yeah. I'd probably, Garland's probably better than him right now. Um, then we get to Maxi, who is, I believe, 50 something. Maxi is 54. Uh, he is behind. Uh, he's right behind Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Jalen Brunson. Uh, and he's right ahead of Paolo Bancaro, DeAndre Ayton, and Marcus Smart. Um, what do you think of that? 54 for Maxi. Um, he hasn't played much this year, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to, like, rem- not hard to remember him, but, you know. I think when you say like the people he's behind and in front of directly, then I think that like he fits in like right around there. Um, so I, but uh, in the terms of like grand scheme of like who are the 40, however many people above him and below him, I'm not sure if that's like the right number, but that feels like the right tier for him and like the right area. Me too. I think that's about right. I think Celtics fans would be mad to see smart behind him, but I think it's good. Um, this one, the one I might have even the most issue with is uh, Tobias. And if you asked me before the year, I think I wouldn't have this much issue, but he's at 96. So he's at 96. Uh, he's behind John Collins, Jonas Valanciunas, Kyle Lowry, Cam Johnson. Uh, he's in front of Kelly Olinick, Grant Williams, Derek White, DeAndre Hunter. This is too low. He's yeah. been way better than um, he's making like all of his threes. He's playing solid defense. Um, the contract does not matter in this. Like, this is too low. John Collins has been really bad this year. Um, yeah. John Collins hasn't made a shot all year. Um, Kyle Lowry's washed. Like, I, this, I, I, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Tobias guy, obviously, but like, Tobias should be like around 70, I think. Like, this, I know the league is very deep, you know, so. Um, but this is, you know, I don't, I don't like Mike Conley is 81. Mike Conley retired six years ago. What's going on here? What are we I doing? I didn't know that Kelly Olenek was still in the league. So yeah. Um, come on. <laughs> probably cause he plays in Utah, but, and then is even it? just to like, look at like you have John Collins ahead of Tobias, but like Tobias has more points. He is like one rebound behind him. But John Collins is four inches taller than him. Uh, yeah. He is over 40% three-point percentage. He is also, like, I don't know, John Collins is supposed to be, like, young and athletic. Like, Tobias is in the 11th season in the NBA, and I think, you know, part of – and I'm sure this isn't factored in, but I feel like he continues to kind of grow his game, and he gets better every year, and he's not really, like, a stagnant player. At least recently, I felt like he's been growing his game and, like, because he's been playing so well for us and really has seemed to find – his like niche on the team, but yeah, I think it's too low. Yeah, I mean Tobias is almost off the list. I don't yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. Um all right, quickly league pass rankings because then you know running out on this uh uh free zoom. Joel is too low. That is my uh 
Yeah, league pass rankings. Uh, number one is Zion. Great choice. Two is John Morant. Three is Steph Curry. Giannis is four. Luca is five. Then Shea. Darius Garland. I don't know how like league pass rankings he is. Nicole Jokic is eight. Guys, can we stop like pretending it's so fun to watch him throw passes? Come on. Come no one. On. Watches basketball for passes. Stop. Bobo is nine. KD is ten. Joel is eleven. Now I know that there are games when Joel looks like he would rather be doing anything else than play basketball. But on the games when he looks like he wants to play basketball, there's nothing better to watch. Okay, you don't want to. You you wouldn't rather watch Nikola Jokic like do a weird elbow jumper. Fucking beat it. Not not into it. Bones Highland made the list. Anthony Edwards, absolutely. He, he was in a movie that I wasn't in. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyrese Maxey rounds out the list at number 20, and he should be higher. All right. Finally. Uh, Emily, what's the uh, standings yeah, for our season so stuff? I had a good week. I went 2-1. and one. You and Dan went 1-2. and two. Um, So I am in the lead at 11 and 14. Then Dan at 10 and 15, and then you at 9 and 16. So we're all still very close. Got it. All right. So I say that we give our uh, predictions, and then I'll call Dan on speakerphone because we forgot to get his, and we'll see if he answers. Okay. Sounds all right. great. So am I giving his what's happening? What's up? Am I giving my predictions? Well, uh, first we have to figure out what the games are. Here we go. Oh, I already have all right. them. But oh, go ahead, please. All right, so they're still at home. They're on a seven-game homestand. So they play Golden State on Friday. Then they play Toronto. um, What day is the 19th? On Monday and Detroit on Wednesday. Cade Cunningham. Golden State, Toronto, Detroit. Three wins. Right. What do you say? I'm going to say they lose to Golden State. um, And they beat Toronto and Detroit. All right, let's see if Dan picks up. I know he's studying. Can you hear this? Hello. Yeah. All right, they're, hey, buddy. They're home against Golden State. <laughs> they're, um, they've, uh, they're home against you say? all of these teams. Loss. Okay, then they're home against Detroit. Win. And then they're home against uh, Toronto. Um, Toronto. Win. Okay. All right. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right. There you have it. That's the episode. Gastro Blues Pod, Third and Girl, Steve J. Littman, the Gastro Blues show on YouTube. Um, Everybody go out there and be nice. Happy birthday, Gabrielle. She doesn't listen. Never has, never will. But she's in the next room, so maybe she'll hear me. Um, Shout out Turkey Hill Ice Cream. Sorry for my dog barking. Um, That's it. Watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City if you get a chance. A lot of good stuff on there. Um, Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. And that's it.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.